This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto Special One Shot Edition Reviewing Suicide Squad I am your host Octavius A. Newman I'm the creator of Bear Fruit And I'm here with my co-host Adam Juggalo Tetris <laughs> Damn it jo- whoop, whoop. Yeah give me, a, give me a can of Fago I don't Let even me, know what that is That's like the, the soda that Juggalo's like What? Fago? They have a soda? I watched a documentary about Juggalos. I know a plenty about Juggalos. Did you know there's going to be a Juggalo in this movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. There, look, there were a lot of things about this movie that surprised me. I did not know there was going to be a Juggalo. I did not know that my seat was going to move and blow air in my face and water in my face. Wait a minute. Slow down here. Everybody back up. Yeah, I had a lot Especially of surprises. you, Adam. I'm okay, I'm what, moving back. What, what, explain this to whoop, me. Whoop. Explain this to me. <laughs> what are you talking about right now? I saw, um, if you're listening to this, you probably know that it took me a little while to see Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Took, me, took me a day, right? Oh, took, a couple days. I'm, when I say a day, I mean a couple days. All right. Not for lack of trying. I wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. But I was away in Massachusetts this past weekend. Right. And... I went to go and see the movie at the Showcase Cinema in Revere, Massachusetts, and my girlfriend buys tickets, and we, we find out that the, the only showtime that's available is 3D, and both of us say, look, we wouldn't normally do 3D, mm-hmm. but this is the showtime, so let's do it, and she buys the tickets and doesn't tell me nothing, Okay, and we get into the theater. And the theater is one of those like IMAX kind of theaters. Right. And you get the 3D glasses and the chairs are huge mm-hmm. and there's speakers in the chairs. And I'm like, damn, speakers this is wild. Okay. What is this? And we're buckling up and I got pretzel bites in my hands. Right. With the cheese. You're ready. I'm ready. And then the chairs start moving like it's in a roller coaster and there's air blasting on my head. You, and so you, miss, li- you literally did not know this. Octavius A. Newman, I knew nothing. Are you trying to I tell me? I got cheese on my shirt. <laughs> I got, and I swear to you, I swear to you. You really did not know. No. You, okay. No. So, I thought we were seeing it in 3D and it was, a, I, I, <laughs> yeah, like, yo, give me nothing. Yo, give me nothing. Yo, I am trying to imagine. I'm sitting in the chair. I must have looked so scared. And the chair literally <laughs> just starts moving. Did you think you were having an out-of-body experience or something? I must have been so scared. Somebody I was clearly blue, not ready for it. Blue air in your ears? I got cheese on my face. Are you serious? You really oh, got cheese on your shirt? I got cheese on my shirt. And I had to sit there two hours. Whatever the runtime oh, of that movie is. So I, I have my first 4DX experience. You wow. and I have spoken about the 4DX. Wow, I'm jealous. I have 4DX experience. That entire experience 
from toe to tip. That was a strange movie-going day. I literally wish that I could have a 40X experience and not know it was coming. I, was, I want that. <laughs> yeah. I want that from my life. Now I'll I see want, it coming. Yeah, I don't want to see it coming. I would yeah. love to be able to be in the theater, sitting down. Next thing you know, you're like, yo, is this 40X? Yeah. Yo, is this 40X right now? Yeah. Yes. Lights flash when there are gunshots. Lights flash. Uh, your your seats shake. You feel. I've never had my butt punched for what? two hours. Yeah, you just get your butt punched. They touching on your butt. They just <laughs> punching on your butt. That's not cool. It's man. bizarre. There's some things that I, I would have done without. For instance, every time Killer Croc is on the screen, if he jumps in the water, you get splashed. And I'm like, can we please stop splashing? Can we please? please. I've never in my life. Don't Octavius, put water on my body when I'm in the movie. I have never. Do not put water on my body when I'm in the movies. I've never seen a movie in which I had the thought. Please have no water scenes. I don't want any water scenes. What to, if I was seeing Deep Impact? He about to get in the water again, isn't he? Dog, uh, dog, this boy gonna climb right in the water. Yeah. Now nah, I got to get in the water. It was it was a weird time. Wow. I think it max. It, it was also sort of like a good metaphor for the whole movie experience. It was just like I don't know if I. What, <laughs> how do I feel? What am I? Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's wind it back a minute. Tell the good people how we were able to do this show. This podcast is brought to you by Barefruit, which is Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand. Um, you can learn more about Barefruit by going to barefruit.com, signing up for the newsletter, checking out the shop, seeing if there's any merch in there that you like, grab some. Um, we will not splash you in the face with water. There won't be any water involved no. in receiving any merchandise from us yet. Yeah. Okay. You never know. Who knows what the future holds, as my grandfather used to say. 40X uh, USPS. Right. Uh-huh. You know, you're... you're Oh, God. <laughs> hey, Sonny, here's your shirt in the mail. Oh, thank you, Mr. Postman. Splash. Why'd you punch my butt? Why did you punch my butt? I was inappropriate. Yeah, I don't Just give think, me the tank and leave. I don't think that's what people want. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> gracious. Um, yeah, so uh, check that out. You can also follow Barefoot on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all using the same John at B3ARFRUIT. Boom. Mm-hmm. There it yeah. is. So, Suicide Squad, we've both seen it. Yeah. And this is what we call here at Kampuk Junto a one-shot. Now, for the uninitiated, for the new, because every podcast is somebody's first, like Stanley taught us, mm-hmm. we want to talk to you guys a little bit about what a one-shot is. Now, in comics, a one-shot is a standalone comic book that is not necessarily a part of continuity, okay? It doesn't have... Um, the same rules to follow. It can kind of just be a standalone story. You can just take Deadpool and Deadpool's going to go to the carnival and that's just it. A self-contained That could be a regular Deadpool comic book as well. Yeah, it's true. Sounds like something that Deadpool would do. But it doesn't normally entwine itself with whatever the major arc is going on. Right. So if this is your first time listening to Comic Book Junto, our regular show um, is on episode 33. So I think... 33 or 34 is coming up next. Normally on that show, we do news. We do talk back where we answer listener questions, which if you're interested, you can send us a question using the hashtag AskCBJ on Twitter, or you can send an email to comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. That's B3ARFRUIT.com. So after the talkback se- session, then we also do books of the week. So that's what a normal episode is like. This is purely going to be us talking about Suicide Squad, the film that just came out. Yeah. Written and directed by David Ayer, a whole host of people, and we're going to spoil it. Yes. We're talking about it from top to bottom. There's nothing off limits. So if you're a part of the Blackout Congregation, you know better. You shouldn't be listening to this. That's true. If you haven't seen the movie, but 
If you've already seen the movie, feel free to listen. Um, but seriously, if you haven't seen the movie, we're about to spoil everything. So please turn this off, go watch the movie, or just embrace the fact that we're going to tell you everything about it. Yeah. So with that, three, two, one. It's your fault. That's right. We are past the spoiler wall. All bets are off. Here we go. Suicide Squad is an interesting movie because this is the first movie that we're getting from DC in which we have a team in the in the in the big theater on the silver right. screen, right? And they're all villains. Mm-hmm. All the bad guys. All the bad guys. Right. And there are a lot of interesting stories to be told about the production of the movie and the recuts mm-hmm. and a number of other things. Give us a little insight on that real quick. All right. So the word is the movie was being worked on when Batman v Superman was released in theaters Mm -hmm. and executives at DC and Warner brothers saw the reception to Batman v Superman, which was like, yo, this is grim and dark. Yeah. It's a, and we're a little tired of it. Why is everybody so joyless? It's a mixture of people who really loved it and a bunch of people who really hated it. Um, and if you want to, you can listen to Adam and I argue about Batman v Superman in our one shot archives. <laughs> Apparently, that's a classic. <laughs> that's a lot of people's favorite. But you can go it's back. And, yeah. You can go back and listen to our thoughts on that. But yeah, just to give you the short version, I liked it a lot. Adam did not like that's it. right. And executives pay attention to that. These Warner Brothers, DC executives, they pay attention to that, and they said, you know what? Uh, let's make sure we have some humor, some levity. Let's put some jokes, some goofs in there. Mm -hmm. So they did some recuts for the movie while Suicide Squad was being made. They shot a bunch more scenes. They re-edited it to look like the trailer. When the trailer had come out, it was all kinds of fun. It was real raucous. It was real kind of like punk rock and crazy. Mm -hmm. And apparently, executives hired the people who made the trailer to look over the final film. Okay. And say, hey, why why don't you put a little bit of that spin? I didn't know that. Put that English Put a little English on that ball. Caliber. And uh, that's what had happened. What had happened was they had two cuts. They had the original David Ayer, which was a little more dark. Mm -hmm. And then they had the new cut, which was a little more funny. And they tested those with audiences. And I think what happened is they just smashed them together. Okay. They sort of took those two cuts, did a little Frankenstein monster thing, and made one picture. Made what they thought was cool monster. Yeah, yeah. They, they effectively they thought they made they because we've been asking on this show for many moons. How do I make cool monster? How do I make cool monster? The, the folks at only Warner Lex Brothers, Luthor knows and yeah. and Krypton Siri. Yeah, yeah. And, and the folks at Warner Brothers thought they had it figured out. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you know what? I feel that when you see this movie, if you've seen this movie and you're listening to this now, you're probably nodding your head and thinking, yeah, that makes sense. feels like a couple of movies kind of got stitched together because that was a weird experience. Seeing this movie, it was paced kind of funny. Like there were scenes where I was just like, huh? What? Oh, we're doing this now? Wait, what? Where'd that music come from? What? Oh, wow. That was really sad. Oh, that was really funny. Hold up. My head's spinning. Somebody just punched my butt. There's water in my face. <laughs> was, there was all kinds of... What's Killer Croc doing? Sensation overload. Don't go in water again. B-E-T. Oh, God. There's a lot of moments oh where I just sat in confusion. Oh, but... The B-E-T. We usually we start... Yeah. Oh. Okay, we usually start our show with gut reaction. Oh, the B-E-T. <laughs> oh. We start our show, we start Lord our one-shots with gut reactions, and I want to say I was 
so yeah, let them know what damn think. confused. But by the end of it, I think I had fun. I think I'm able to look at that and say, that was bad. However, I enjoyed my time. Hmm. I enjoyed my time. That was interesting. That was real rough, but I enjoyed it. And I have so much to unpack, and I can argue myself over and over and over and over again. And I have been, and that's what brings us here right now. So gut reactions, Octavius, you walk out of the movie for the first time because you just saw it a second time today. I saw it a second time. You're refreshing. For five bucks. Yeah. I said, let me go ahead and see this one more again because I want to make sure uh-huh. that I got it fresh in my mind so when I'm talking about it. Because when I first saw the movie, I saw it with a buddy of mine, and I had lots of thoughts. I had lots of opinions. We that's had a right. whole full conversation. But when I found myself thinking about it now, well, in preparation for our do our show, I was like, dang, what was I saying? And mate, what, what was that part? And what was I thinking? So I, I said, I looked it up and I saw I could see it for five bucks somewhere. I said, oh, I'm going to go see it. Sure, sure. So my thoughts when I when I walked out of the movie was like, that was not a good movie. Yeah. Like, I wa- now, mind you, I'm a part of the Blackout Congregation, yes. which means I do not watch trailers. Yes. After I watch one trailer, I determine, and the purpose of watching the first trailer is to determine, am I going to see this movie or not? Yes. Of course, I'm going to go see Suicide Squad. Yeah. I don't read reviews. I try to avoid other people's opinion as much as possible. I like the trailer. The first trailer that came out, with right. ball, I think it was Ballroom Blitz playing. It looked real crazy and funny. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So outside of generally just finding news for the show and stuff like that, I try to avoid all trailers and avoid all spoilers, avoid all thoughts and opinions. I don't want to know anything. Yes. So I'm going to the movie and I watch it and I'm just like, I want to like this movie, Yeah. but I don't. This does not make any sense. Not good. I'm like, who made this movie? The first thing I thought after the movie was over, I'm like, I know David Ayer directed this. Who wrote this? And you know what? That's That's, what. That's the first. I was like, somebody explain this to me. Because David Ayer wrote. Yeah. let, 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 Let me just give you some perspective here. David Ayer wrote Training Day. Yes. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Yeah. He wrote Training Day. And Fury. He wrote Fury, right? He wrote End of Watch. Like, these are really, really good movies. These are great movies. As he, it turns out, he wrote this script and John Ostrander. He freaking wrote and, and And he wrote it. So I was like, this, this is... And I was like, wow, I was sitting there watching a movie. I'm like... Is it really this bad, or am I just being difficult? I understand. Or, 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 or and it's like okay. And, and but when I found that inside, I was trying to make excuses for the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was trying to excuse it because it shocked me how bad it was. It was yeah. shocking. It was jarring how disjointed it was. So here's what I walked away with. It's like you guys wanted to create really cool visuals. So it seemed like I want to get a shot where Harley Quinn does this. I want to get a shot where Deadshot does that. I want a scene where this happens and that happens. Because they had these very visually interesting scenes. So that was like, she was pretty, but she wasn't making any complete sentences or thoughts. Hands down, hands down. This movie was so good looking. It was yes. so I mean, everything about it. I mean, one of the things that really caught my attention was the bad guy who I, I couldn't really explain to you who the bad guy is. I'm not totally <laughs> sure. But the the uh, the brother, the like ancient witch brother, 
when the ancient witch brother, that's a crazy sentence. When the ancient witch brother does his business and he's smashing stuff, the effect of the things being smashed looked dope as hell. There's like this weird residue, the way it's busted up. I was looking at it thinking, I've never thought, like that's not just regular car carnage. That's not just a busted up piece of machinery. That looks really cool. Somebody thought about that. Mm. And that looks so cool. This movie looks so cool, but it is Busted. It is busted. I wrote a little synopsis and I posted it on, on Did you? Facebook. Would okay. you, if you would indulge me? Go for it. This is my synopsis and we will get into it from here. This is my Suicide Squad synopsis. <clears throat> Take your time, Doc. Harley Quinn's butt. Okay. Good an, start. An army man. Uh huh. And Will Smith fight putties from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Go on. Co starring Hot Topic the Clown. Mm hmm. T-Lizard. Go on. Ghost Rider. Ah. Boomerang Boy. Slipknot. And a sword are also there. All right. All right. All right. I hear you. The Joker's real name is Ed Hardy. <laughs> and he, Rick Ross, and Skrillex are either unaware of or disinterested in Spooky Donnie and Marie's Itty Bitty Apocalypse. <sighs> Viola Davis wants you to see her Samsung Galaxy Note 7. <laughs> the whole thing is scored by my first Roxio Burned CDR playlist. <laughs> I think I liked it. Uh, I don't know. Well, I know. I know I did not like it. I know the reason why I did not like it is because the story did not make sense. Yeah. It, there were so many situations in this movie that I'm like, what are you guys doing? What I don't is, even know where to begin with it. What is happening? Yeah. So characters, we got Amanda Waller, we got Deadshot, we got Joker, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Diablo, Killer Clock, Enchantress, Killer Clock, Killer Croc, sure. Enchantress, Rick Flag, and then we also have Slipknot, Katana. Yeah. Okay. So... Which those those two are hilarious. They got no intro. Right. Literally, Katana showed up and said, "Hey, sorry, I'm late. No intro." Want me to kill them? S some of these cats got three introductions. Katana's just like, "Hey, sorry, I'm late." Yeah. What? So we, we the movie does a I think it does a pretty good job in the beginning. Yeah, you there know? are a lot of things that I loved in the beginning. Like I, I, like the profile that they, they showed up with the font and they like pause and like yeah. here's all the stats. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That was cool. And I thought that the way they, you know, highlighted, you know, Deadshot, Will Smith, I think did a good job. Yeah. I think Viola Davis did a good job. I think um who's the girl who's playing Harley Quinn? Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie did a good job. Yeah. I think that those are the highlights of the movie for me. Uh-huh. You know? And it does, like I was saying before, outside of that, it then quickly turned into, here are the scenes we want to show you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, here are the jokes that we want to tell. Yeah. And it really seemed like they were forcing Harley Quinn's humor on me. Like, look, she's funny. She's funny. Yeah. Look, look, look. Here's another. Here's a, tell, tell, tell a joke you told us. Yeah. Tell the joke, Right. Right? She's funny, right? Everybody's laughing, right? And it's kind of like, not, not really. Like, it I was mean, paced weird, too, because some of the jokes that some of the, the things that you've seen in the movie, you saw in the trailer. Maybe you did not. I didn't see one. But some of these I saw in the trailer first. And in the trailer, in, in the confines of that edited short trailer, 
it works. It, the pacing is right because, you know, it needs no context. It's just like, bam, there's a punchline. Oh, that works. Yeah. In the movie, it just got sandwiched in there because it, it looked good, but it doesn't make that sense. like what the priority was. The priority was, what are our good shots? Yeah. Let's put all of our favorite shots in this movie and let's create some sort of story afterwards you said you said harley stands out to you mm-hmm. and uh dead shot mm-hmm. it's, it's just will smith being will smith yeah and he was good uh what did you think of batman batman cameo i thought that that was cool i yeah. thought that the flash cameo was cooler because i didn't see that coming same yeah i like that it's like oh batman's in this cool but i didn't really get a lot of batman but i thought it was dope to actually see batman on the beat yeah. like actually out there being Batman, like we see him in the comics and the cartoons, the Batman that'll swoop down on you in, a, in an alleyway and go, yo, it's about to go down. What you want to do here? Yeah, right. You know, and see him actually going after the Joker, which was what we've always seen for years. We see Batman versus the Joker. Yep. And he didn't really engage with him completely. So, you know, those characters were kind of like, like small cameos. But the Flash cameo, when I saw the, I was like, is that the Flash? Yeah. That was cool. No, didn't I don't know if that was in the trailer or what or anybody was talking no. about it. But yeah, that was a really cool surprise. I like that. Uh, how about uh, somebody everybody is talking about? I liked and we, you and I are going to argue over, I imagine. But how did you feel about Jared Leto and the Joker? I did. I mean, not, I did not like him as the Joker at all. Yeah, I, I don't believe him. I'm not scared of him. I'm. He seems like he's. Trying too hard. Ah, ah, when he put when he puts his his hands, ah, he puts his hand like, in front of his face, and the the like, mouth is, is on his hand. I just thought, what is yo? What are you did doing, you you bro? got that tattoo so you could do that? Like what? Like this is really corny. He he was corny to me. Yeah, he was it's corny. like yo, everything he's doing. Like he does the thing where you know where they bring the 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 security guard in the back. Yeah, and he sit him down. And he's like. Yeah, he was doing that weird like it's purr like, thing. Bro, like yeah. I, what what is like what is this? Yeah. I don't I don't believe him. Like there's so little of him and he's overdoing it. Every mm-hmm. time I saw him, he was just like it, it, the thing the thing is I just didn't buy it. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And like he's not a person that if I saw him if I saw him in real life, like when I think of the Joker, right? Uh, the Joker is disturbing. You know, he's bothersome, you yeah. know? And it's kind of like, and and he's dressed like a clown. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like last. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to this guy, he's kind of like, I'm playing this character. And I really didn't even get a chance to understand his motivations. I couldn't, help but, I couldn't help but think about the fact that Jared Leto says a ton of footage with the Joker was cut. I mean, a massive amount yeah, he's, was yeah. cut. And yeah. Jared Leto has to, you know, you watch these interviews. You sent me some of these yeah. interviews. Mm-hmm. He, you watch him. He has to put on his professional face and he has to say, well, you know, they did it for a reason, I guess, but I wish they did not. And I can't help but wonder, would his performance made sense if I would have been able to get used to it instead of it just popping in at really bizarre times? Because I... Could not stand. You know this about me. Could not stand 
the design of the new Joker, the way he yeah. looked, could not stand the yeah. way he acted. I, but at the same yeah. time, I could, I kept a little bit of space in my mind. Like, what are we okay, doing? Let's I see feel like here. there's, I'm, I'm open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for you to take me there. Just yeah. take me there. Yeah. And instead what we got were really weird non sequitur scenes. Like when, Harley Quinn was remembering when they she jumped into the vat. What was that? What was that? What? That was so weird. What's that? It, they jump into a vat of gravy, and he jumps in. And where did all the blue and the red come from? I don't know. And they're just. And swirling. why did you jump in after him? That was a perfect example of. And why are your clothes melting off your body, but your skin's the same? Like what is ha- David? What, David. Yeah. Hold up, David. What are you doing? Explain, like, what am I looking at right now? You just took Mad Love, which was a great comic, yeah. which was a great ish episode of, you know, Batman the Animated Series, which created Harley Quinn, which was a fantastic situation. And you gave us all of, I'll be generous, three minutes. Yeah. I didn't, it didn't make Will sense. Will you die for me? No, no, that's too easy. Will you live for me? Yeah. Yes. And then, and then you jump, and you jump. But I, I, there's no context. There's None. no explanation. I I know everything from Batman '89 all the way up to this, and I'm sitting here watching this movie. I'm a Batman fan. I know the story. I'm like, what just happened? And by the way, you didn't explain anything. This was taking place when the the whole Suicide Squad are making their way up this building for, you know, re- for some reasons. They're making their way up this building in a stairwell and Harley just stops and drifts off. Her mind drifts and thinks of that moment in her past and comes back and and I can't remember who she said it to. Maybe she said it to Will Smith's character. She said it to Deadshot. To Deadshot. And she's like, have you ever been in love? And I was like, huh? What? What? Why, why are we going here right now? It's and it, there was no payoff anything. for that thing. Not explaining anything. So I could not help but think if there was a different cut, if something else was supposed to happen and someone edited this differently, how would have that movie would have worked? How, how would it have worked? There are a lot of things that I liked as elements. Like the scene where Deadshot is doing like his demonstration of his skills. Yeah. Great scene. Great scene. And one of the only times that I liked when they put music in there, because th- this also seemed like a weird fever dream of watching MTV two, <laughs> where it's just like a lot of music videos play back to back. And you, you, it's a little random really. Mm-hmm. Cause every once in a while they're like, Hey, let's go visit Harley Quinn. And Oh, we're going to play some uh, Queen now. And like, here's Deadshot and he's shooting guns. And oh, we're going to play Black Skinhead. And that worked. Like in that moment, I was like, yeah, I'm amped. But then they just drop it. Well, the thing is about that scene, for example, that scene had an opportunity to unfold. You bring Deadshot out. Hey, I'm, I'm Rick Flagg. Hey, I'm Amanda Waller. Look, I don't think you should have him here. No. He points the gun at him. I told you you shouldn't have him here. The gun's not really loaded. Blah, blah, blah. I shoot the gun in the air. Y'all are crazy. Let me show you what I can do. Now let me explain to you. Here are my, here, here are my demands. You can't demand anything. Nope, I'm not talking. I'm talking to her. The white the white people, that thing joke. Like that, was, that scene yeah. was fully fleshed out. Yeah, it worked. So you had an opportunity to fully get every person. It worked. You got the relationship in between everybody. You understood a little bit more about Deadshot. I'm on, you know what I mean? All of that stuff. Yeah. Then you've got a scene where they're walking into the building, for example. Harley Quinn's going up in an elevator. Yeah. What? And what? that was like that was a music what? video opportunity. What? Wait, hold on. Wait. What? 
Why is she going up in the elevator? Which looked cool. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It looked cool. And then she starts fighting the putties. Yeah. And then opens the elevator and everybody stand there. And it's like, what? Let's go. I, I just, I can't, I cannot understand why we just did that. Let's talk about. Why do we just do that? Let's talk about something I mentioned earlier, which is who is the villain in this movie? So let's talk about the plot for just a second. Enchantress. The, the Enchantress, the first time she transforms into Enchantress, that was one of the coolest things. That was. That visual dope. was nuts. The hand going the hand into the hand and flipping underneath. over. Yeah. That was dope. That, that was good. And that's I, another good scene they did. I just Again, liked visually. Dope. Wonderful. Yeah. And she just kind of teleports and comes back with all these weapon plans mm -hmm. and like, hey, I'm Amanda Waller. Mm -hmm. What you think now? That that yeah. worked to that, some that degree. That whole scene worked for me. That all made sense. Yeah. But at that point, I think we had already introduced Enchantress a little bit and I was a little confused about the relationship between June Moon and Rick Flagg. I, I wasn't totally sure what was happening. Is he her keeper? Does she protect him or vice versa? Let's, like, How is he entwined? Here's what I need to know. What what's your archaeologist? Yeah. First of all, need you to get your rappel game together. Yeah. Get your equipment in order. Number one. <laughs> check your check your equipment. All right. You got no business falling down. And if you fell down there, how'd you get out? I'm like, we don't need to get to answer these questions. What kind of archaeologist, when they find something, breaks the head off of it? Yeah. Well, what are you doing? Let's June just, Moon? Let's pretend that maybe she knew exactly what it was. No, I'm not gonna pretend anything. Okay. She <laughs> just using apologetics will, here. No, I will not. Okay. You you see the thing, you crack the head off of it. And like, inhale that. Yeah. Why did we do that? I don't know. I don't this is what I'm saying. There are things that go on in this movie that go unexplained. And they just do stuff. Again, it created an opportunity for a cool visual thing to happen. Yeah. The thing flies out. And then she's like, what's going on? And it scurries around the corner. And then it goes into it. Like, visually, looked cool. But as far as the story is concerned, it's like. Does not service. Why? Another situation. We have June Moon laying in the bed. Rick Flag's there eating a piece of chicken. Yeah. I guess. Sure, this works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then she in her dreams or in her sleep or she's awake or whatever just says Enchantress. Transforms. Transforms. Zips on out of there. And then what is Rick Flag looking at? I don't know. She's in a hospital bed and 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 she's like what I what is that? I still don't even know. I don't know either. And what was that? The, the thing that gets me to two primary uh, uh, bones I need to pick right here. How are you going to introduce uh, Enchantress in the trailers and in the advertising as part of the Suicide Squad? Because no, she ain't. She was the bad guy. Yeah. She was the villain, apparently. I guess that was the twist. I guess that was the twist. But <laughs> She was a part of Task Force X originally. I'm coughing up Enchantress right now. Yeah. Second thing. That's what you get for tearing the heads off and stuff well, that yours. I, I, I thought it was Binaka. Well, I was just going to spritz. Now you know. Yeah. Now, now you got to deal with this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever civilization that I just let loose, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, so the second thing, Amanda Waller, you know what you're doing. You thought about this. You had a long damn dinner with the chief cop from Stranger Ate Things. The biggest steak they had. The biggest steak. That was the 72 ounce. You had a long dinner. You showed them through PowerPoint presentation. You killed it. All right. Great presentation. How did you put all this stuff together and just never even think, oh, Enchantress probably going to turn on me and rip open space time and create a trash halo? I get, I'm like, at what point did you, <laughs> you just didn't realize Listen, what was going on? I don't, because when she turns, when Enchantress turns, that escalated quickly. 
quickly. Let me tell you. She kills that one bull, and her brother turns into that guy, and she's just like, "Hey, finally we're together. Let's do this." I'm like, "Yo, yo, I had whiplash, and it wasn't from the seat smacking me in the neck. It was from getting punched in the butt. We established it was that that as well. I'm looking. I'm I'm trying to figure out if I can sue for that. Listen, so looking that. So I understand what you're saying because, like we said, even in connecting to that, you mean to tell me that she went. And got the codes from the thing that you could never find. Yeah. But she couldn't zip over there and grab her heart and leave? Yeah. Huh? I don't know. Go get it, girl. Like, she can go get it, but she can't go get her heart while you sleep? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe there's some sort of protocol, some sort of setup that Amanda Waller has, but she didn't explain. David... You didn't explain that to me. Like, I'm over here left to my own devices to figure it out. I do not like that. And where did we get this information? They used to worship us. Now they worship machines. Wait. Huh? Yeah. Where did we we look? What page was that on? Did I miss that class? And and then they go on to say, actually, and now I'm going to use machines. Now I'm going to make a machine. What? That's not a machine. What? What? what, that's a machine? That ain't what? David, have you ever seen Transformers? Oh. Those are machines. We might not be happy about what the machines are doing under certain people's leadership, but those are machines. You know what this a movie... A bunch of trash that's like <laughs> orbiting around <laughs> in a major city. That is not a machine, bro. And putties that are made out of like black eyeballs. What are you talking about, David Ayer? Don't know. Don't know. But I... Because I remember being in there and twice it's like... I'm sitting here like, okay, help me understand. They used to worship us. Now they worship machines. So I will make a machine for them and I will destroy them all. But no. But really what I'm going to do is take all the trash in the neighborhood. What she's really going to do, sky. I'm just going to do a little belly dance. And belly dance. I'm gonna change, let me change my clothes right quick. Yeah. Let me do a little Shakira, John. And I hope, I pray, I pray that no one finds out that the only weakness to my ancient civilization powers is a pretty normal, regular explosive. Because that's what took them out. Right. Like, oh, I got a bomb. That was your plan? Well, okay, I'm glad I trusted you because that worked, didn't it? It was just a bomb. And this was only the only reason you said I got a bomb underground is so we could use Killer Croc. Speaking of which, Killer Croc. Speaking of which, underused. Does Scott Eastwood kill himself? Uh, I I guess so. Scott Eastwood killed himself. Yeah. Are we just going to pass by that? Yeah, we didn't even think. We didn't even talk about that? Yeah. Do it, GQ. Do it. And like GQ hits the button. It's like he didn't swim away or nothing. So he killed himself. And like, I. And at this point in time, we were thinking he was going to kill Diablo, who had turned into a Mortal Kombat character. Exactly. That shit was crazy. That was that was Mortal Kombat 2, Total Annihilation, where Liu Kang turns into a dragon and they just fight. He, he's trying to tell me he turns into the, the Jason and the Argonauts skeleton and he just beats on somebody? What? Oh, God. I was so... You know what this was? And I had this thought while I was watching the movie. Oh. It felt like a comic book that looked really great on the outside and someone recommended to me. It had all the talent and creative power behind yeah, it. All the and illustrators drew in it. Everything. I'm like, yo, this is by all the people I like. And I'm reading the comic book and pages are torn out and certain panels mm. are just stuck together. Mm-hmm. And so I kept thinking, all of this, I know this is all the fictions. This is all the good stuff. 
but it doesn't make any sense. It's damaged. They're literally missing pages here, and this does not belong here. What is this doing here? Right. And so that's what it felt like. Like, all of this stuff on a component level should have worked. They just, uh, like, like I said, and it the, didn't. the pacing was, and the pacing and the storytelling was just bad. So Enchantress goes, like, toe-to-toe with them, and she goes, you guys are pretty good. You yeah. guys have earned my mercy. Yeah. What? Just join me. Wait, I'm going to give you one last chance. Out of all the people, out of all the years you've lived, no one's ever fought back? Yeah. Like, you guys are all right. Matter of fact, I take it all back. You guys can join my team. Except for you, Killer Croc. You haven't done anything. So, except you just hang Except be, obviously, a trope of a black guy. Oh, I'm beautiful. Nah, no, no, no. Not I'm beautiful. Nah, shouty. I'm beautiful. That's so... Why your man, Killer Croc, got on a complete full velour sweatsuit? Okay, Adewale... No, I want an answer. Why does your man, Killer Croc... Have on a velour sweatsuit. I just want to. I want to shout him out. Adewale Akinuye Agbaje. He's been in GI Joe, Adabisi. Born Identity, the Thor Dark World. Is he Adabisi from Lost? Oz? What's Is that? that him? What's that? Is he in Oz? Is he in Oz? I'm not sure. I'm just scrolling around on the internet. Yes, he's Adabisi. That's Adabisi. Yeah. Okay. In that makeup, he has almost no lines whatsoever. And he's made to just crawl around like a doofus. And, uh, yo, the makeup, props to the makeup artist, because it looked cool. Ain't you scared? But what? What? Why did he want BET? Because he was supposed to be black. <sighs> That's why. You know why. You know, know exactly why I he got know. a blue sweatsuit on. You know why he said, nah, shawty. And you know why out everything going on. Amanda Waller, first of all, says, yeah, that can be arranged. What do you want? I want to see my daughter. What do you want? An espresso machine. Mind you, the transmitter in your neck has been deactivated, Harley Quinn. Do, you know, Why do are you, you not want. running away? Get out of here. Are we not going to talk about the... Pl- like, this is a huge plot hole. The transmitter is deactivated, sis. Yeah. Like, no you're going to go back to the prison? Anyway, any other, anyone else... B-E-T. Yeah. Bruh, nobody watches B-E-T. This just comes off, I'm telling you, it comes off as a white guy going, what do black people what like? What do black people do? What would a black person say? Uh, da, I don't know. What do they do? They, uh, they watch B-E-T, right? I'm telling you, Octavius, th- this is the exact feeling I have when we watched Killing Joke and we talked about Killing Joke and the gay character friend of Barbara mm. Gordon said, and I thought the gay community was complicated. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is a person who is not gay who thinks this is what gay people say. Yes. That's exactly what that is. That's... Huh? No, I'm like, that, that, <laughs> that whole killer croc thing really grinded my gears. Yeah. It's just like... You, you you are just making him what you think a stereotypical black person would be, you know, to say diversity. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, bro. Like, we see what's going on here. You know, the Latino dude is a, is a homeboy gangster. Yeah. Like, never mind the fact that the Native American that you introduced was killed immediately. Right. And when I say introduced, I use that term liberally because he was not introduced. We have Rick Flagg, whose special ability 
is apparently exposition <laughs> because you could hear the way that the audio was cut in. I did not you hear the way that it's cut in where the, the car drives in and Slipknot walks out. And he has not been introduced. Mm-hmm. And Rick Flagg says, and here is Slipknot, the person who can climb anything. And he punches a woman in the face and goes, she had a mouth. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what that means. I don't know. Does that mean she had a mouth on her or she had a mouth so I punched it? And he and he he was killed. He was the only one in the Suicide Squad who was killed. No intro, just you're dead. I just don't understand why some of these characters were introduced so many times. We spent so much time with Deadshot, Diablo, Harley, and Katana just rolls up in there. And Slipknot just rolls up in there. And Boomerang John, like, who are you, though? Like, I didn't care. Everybody was a B-list, except for Harley and Deadshot. Deadshot. And Waller. Yeah. And, like, another, another thing... Because I'm just tearing this movie apart. I don't care at this point. I'm just venting. So we have the we have the bar scene. Yeah. Diablo tells his story. Which Harley, was like upsetting. Yeah. Harley starts like railing on it. Grinding this dude up. Own it. And I got her point. What'd you think you're gonna go back? You know, like normal is a setting on a washing machine. I get that. I get what you're saying. Sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, it. It like that that whole conversation scene. Again, it was cool, but it was like I don't understand how this fits in everything. How the hell did Katana walk in there too? Because she was why all about like I'm there? just going to kill these fools at any time. That's why I'm Want here. To kill them as the mo- And why was she there? Like they got that John in their neck. Isn't that going to blow up? You want me to kill him? No, let, let me just push the button. I don't kill him again. I didn't need you here. Sense. And then Rick Flag again with his exposition powers. Katana is weeping and talking in Japanese to her sword. And she's like, oh, I miss you, my husband. I'm so sorry. I miss you. I will avenge you. And Rick Flag's like, oh, her sword is haunted and her husband's up in there. I, I know that because she, she just said that. <laughs> I know that, Rick. What are you doing here? Come on, Rick. Shoot. Tell me why after Rick Flag destroys the, fu- the watch, right? Yeah. Captain Boomerang's like, oh, I'm out of here, which was a funny moment, right? Yeah. yeah. Then, when they're all walking away, he just joins them again? He came back. I, why? What, why, was, why was Deadshot so upset about the contents of the binder? By the way, can we stop printing the words top secret <laughs> on anything that is top secret? Can we stop oh, doing that? Man. But like, Deadshot opens it up. And he tosses it at Rick Flag, and he says, you going to tell everybody? Tell everybody. And the whole thing he was going to tell was like, oh, yeah, by the way, this whole monster thing, and you know, you're probably not going to survive it. But that, I understand how that is different information than what they had, but that didn't really mean anything. Because y'all have been fighting monsters up until this point. Yes. How I fight cool monsters. Bubblehead monsters. Bubblehead. You, y'all been fighting bubbleheads. And you never even thought, be like, what? oh, so you wasn't gonna tell us there was monsters out here? <laughs> He's Rick's like, oh, I thought, oh my, I thought y'all saw the bubbleheads. Uh, my apologies. I thought you were present for that entire sequence in which all of us fought the bubbleheads. And you like killed all of them at the end, which was a cool moment a when cool you watch moment. him like yeah, again. cutting them all down. Which again, I keep saying, visual, cool visual moments, lots of them, lots of cool visual moments. The big thing here is not a whole lot of story. 
Like, for example, why is Rick Flagg walking around carrying Deadshot's daughter's letters? Uh, I don't know. Why do you even have those? I don't know. Why are they on your person? Yeah. Isn't that little pouch, shouldn't you have something a little more important in that pouch? In this man's letters? And what were you going to do with them? Were you... Did you have them because you weren't going to give them to him? Yeah. Or did you have the plan to give them to him? On, uh, the bottom line, okay, because we spent 45 this minutes. This movie was wild. We spent and 45 minutes trash. This I was movie. getting splashed in the face with water this whole time. <laughs> and punched in the butt. How dare you? I paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line is it's hard to watch this movie and not compare it to what's going on in Marvel. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. If you could, have is there a parallel? Is there a parallel for you? What did this movie feel like DC was trying to do? Uh, it felt like DC is trying to play catch up and it feels like DC is prioritizing capital, capitalizing on the moment instead of prioritizing building something that's going to stand on its own. To me, it felt like this is DC's attempt at, let's say, Guardians of the Galaxy. Where we have a bunch of characters who were separate from the mainstream guys, the Supermans, the Batmans. And let's just spend a little time with these folks, self-contained. They're out there. We it's can like a one-shot? Yeah, like a one-shot. We, we, we can take some risks with them because you don't know them yet, right? So it's not like we're going to bust anybody's expectations of a lot of these characters. But then you toss in like Harley and Joker. And you toss in Joker and you just like really miff that. You really miffed that. And it, it did feel like DC trying to catch up to Marvel and not understanding. And you you keep saying, David Ayer, explain this to me. I, I want to give that dude grace because I honestly can't believe it's his fault. What did believe, Ayer say? I believe it was someone else. What did he say, though? What did he say? He said that the cut of the movie that's out there is my cut. <sighs> I just... You, hey, I know, I know, I know. You, you want to lie? I know, because I don't believe you, David Ayer. Actually, I'm just saying. I think, I, you're, I think you're being a businessman. It is not difficult for me to imagine that in his contract, you know, he's he taking ownership. But I just have a hard time believing. Because I that. can't look. I, so let me tell you, I agree with you, Adam. I agree with you because you can't watch End of Watch. You can't watch Fury. You can't watch Training Day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is the same writer slash director. And then you see Suicide Squad and you go, okay, what's different here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. this is clearly not, that's the whole, to be truth be told, that's the whole reason why I was so excited to see Suicide Squad. Yeah. Because I've seen Fury. I've seen, um, you know, End of Watch and these other movies. And I'm like, oh, this guy? Yeah. Ooh, this is going to be crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, internet... Go watch Fury and see what could have been. Mm -hmm. Like Fury is amazing, excellent. He and he and he wrote it and directed it. Yeah. So you go watch Suicide Squad and you have to go. I agree with you, Adam. Like, what happened? But and it, what happened is, hey, you got six, you got six weeks to write a movie. Is what happened. Yeah. You know, and you wrote the movie, you did your best, and then someone else came in and said, "Nah, cut that, add that, cut that, add that." So now you're kind of like. Now I'm a tool, not like not name Absolutely, but, but I'm, I'm being sense, used. I'm a tool. I am now just doing what I'm told. There are so many other aspects that make me feel like the original movie that was shot was such a different experience. The stories that we hear about Jared Leto getting into character, 
pulling pranks on people, mailing like dead animals to people, like doing that sort of thing, getting all sunk into the character, watching gory videos on YouTube of real crime and violence against people by people to get into this character of Joker. And I'm like, why? I didn't see any of that on the screen. So what was actually happening? And then I see set photos. I see the way that the cast was bonding together, the chemistry that they have. It looked like they had a great time. And I just imagine in my mind that they were making something else. And the thing that came out surprised all of them. Yeah. You know, I can't get that out of my mind. You hear Margot Robbie talk about it. And she's like, yeah, um, the work that we did between the Joker and Harley Quinn was amazing. Could have been an entire movie. Right. It's like some of the most amazing stuff I've ever done, you know? And it wasn't like, it is the most amazing stuff I've ever done. It's, it was the sum of, it was. She was proud of it. It was. No, I'm saying, I'm saying she's not talking about the movie. Yeah, no, she's She's referring to the stuff that they did and what it could have been. That's right. Especially Jared Leto. Jared Leto said what he needed to say, but he also said very clearly, but under the, under the current going, yeah, I don't know what these bulls is doing. Uh huh. I, I like, you could have, like when he said, you could have made an entire movie out of the Joker. And yes, I was confused as to why there was so little Joker in the movie. You're going to have to ask them because I don't know. That's really discouraging. It's really unfortunate because it's like, man, you know, it seems like there's a better movie out there to, to be consumed. And unfortunately, you know what I mean? We're in a situation where we're getting scraps because they're trying to, you know, respond to the fans. So let's talk about, Wait, you know that dude in the beginning when they introduced Joker? You know that dude was Common, right? Yes. What was Common doing there? What? What was he doing there? What? And what was that whole scene? What? T- t- talk to me about it. That whole scene where Common comes up and he's talking to the Joker. Nah, Joker, that's your girl. And, yeah, right. And Joker has Harley no come over. You don't want no beef? I didn't understand. You don't want no beef? I didn't understand that. Why like, did he shoot him? Do you want to have sex with my girlfriend? No. No. Why? You don't want you, me? You don't Fine, mi- don't waste my time. I just was so confused. She's like, he's like, I don't, no, I, I, no problem. I don't want no problem. Yeah. And the whole scene was set up, you know, a matter while I was going, the king and queen. And anybody who dis- disrespects the queen is going to get it. And you're expecting Common's character, whoever he was. No, I don't know. I don't know. He's just a random thug. But he came in there all respect. If you think about it, he goes, yo, I just wanted to come here and show you love in person for all the money you've been helping us get. Yeah. We've been getting money because of you, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) No. So, and he, for him, he's complimenting him. He's like, yo, man, you got a beautiful woman over there. So, I, I guess the scene was supposed to show how like crazy Crazy. he was over anyone disrespecting her. But if anything, he went out of his way to go, no, 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 no. I don't, no, 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 no. I don't, you got it all wrong, bro. Like, I don't want that. I'm here to show love and say, thank you. You know? And it didn't read as particularly demented. It was just confusing. Right. What? If anything, it's like, if anything's like, so to me, the Joker is the guy who common, 
does get aggressive with him and Joker goes, oh, no, no, it's no problem. And then some sort of funny way does something really dark. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he goes, no, it's all good. The Heath Ledger scene with the pencil, the magic trick. Yes. You know, and you know what? I, I want to just let's point at the elephant in the room. This is what Jared Leto is coming up against. When we introduce Joker in this current DC universe, this is what he's coming up against. The introduction that we got to the Joker in Dark Knight, in Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight mm-hmm. movies, was outstanding. That is my favorite portrayal of a villain in any movie. It was I'm um, talking, include Scarface. Oh, he's unbelievable. In any b- favorite. Top, not like favorite villain ever. Arguably one of my favorite acting performances. Yeah. And that's not because I'm a Batman fan. You might as well have called that movie The Joker. Yeah. Because he stole, that's what, if, jo- if, if Heath Ledger was not in that movie, the movie would not be anywhere near as good. And that's why I'm watching Suicide Squad and I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, I do not like this Joker. I just don't like it, but. It's not because he's not Heath Ledger. But I'm keeping the opportunity for this this Joker to prove himself. I'm I'm keeping that available. It is so different. It is not something that I ever would have expected or would have done myself. I'm just waiting for it to prove itself to me. And yo, belly flop, literally into a vat of gravy for no reason. Why? Don't know. Yes. Don't know. Like because when. So many things. All right. Listen to us, Internet. We can't even form words. Let's talk about what we would have liked to have seen. Oh, what would we have liked to have seen? You know, something I would like to see. A movie in which the stakes are not the entire world is ending. The, hmm. the, the whole ripping open in the sky and that the sort of thing. The Ghostbusters, that joint. Who I'll, else has done that lately? Uh, well, I mean, superhero movies in general, right? Let's, Man, of Ste- Man of Steel. Man of Steel. We, absolutely Man of Steel. The Avengers. The first Avengers. Yeah, Avengers. Same thing. It seems like it's a trope that you have to do. You got to tear the sky open. You got to do that whole thing. You got to bring things in from elsewhere, blah, blah, blah. I would have loved to see something a more, little more ground level. Maybe like a mob boss. Like, play this Silence of the Lamb style. Mm-hmm. Only the criminals understand how to come up against a criminal. And the Joker's too crazy to even care. And you can't control him. He's just, he couldn't even be bothered. But let's use all of these villains who've been doing this their whole life or in some cases anyway, and have them come up against someone who's got some scraps on them. So somebody who understands them. Like I understand Harley and the Joker because I'm the kingpin around here now while she is absent. I understand Killer Croc and I understand what he's capable of and his weakness. I think I wanted it to be a little more terrestrial. Like when I watch Luke Cage, I hope when Luke Cage comes out September 30th on Netflix, we out here, we out here. I want to see Power Man go toe-to-toe with organized crime. Mm. And I think I'm going to see that mm. because I think that's where he belongs. And that's it's a good Daredevil did. It's a good place to begin. And going back to Daredevil, Daredevil really worked in that first season when he's going against organized crime with Kingpin, with Wilson Fisk. And it started losing me once he got into some cosmic, crazy ninja stuff. Because I think that that's harder to wrap our minds around because there's, there's, less, there's less to... It, a lot of it is like, because magic. Yes. You just kind of go suspend reality. Okay, fine, magic. Yeah. So that when, but when things happen, it's hard to really co- connect with the stakes because it's like, 
magic is not a practical thing for me that I'm like can relate to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the end of the day, when you think about it, Amanda Waller's plan was to use the villains in order to go up against who, what, because the thing they ended up going up against meta human is a bad guy instead of a good guy. Exactly. So what if she says she needs meta humans to fight meta humans, even though the large majority of the group, we're not metahumans. Yeah, absolutely. And the large majority of the group, we were told, are criminals, are villains, but never really did anything bad on screen. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, Harley yeah. stole something during the apocalypse. Right. And Boomerang was robbing a bank. Yeah. We never got to see Croc do anything yeah, as a villain. Down there. He was just down there. You know, Diablo, yeah, we saw the, what Diablo did, mm-hmm. but Diablo was the one who was like, look, I changed. I'm not going to do it. Let I'm never talk- doing it again. Oh, okay. Look, all you needed to do was make fun of me and I guess I'm going to kill again. Yo, that right there. You just collapsed. Was not even, like, was, that was not good. Like, so we go from, I'll never kill again and I'm going to make the letters, I'm going to make the word buy fire. <laughs> That's not corny. That's that not was, nobody that around was, very, was like, yo, that's whack, bro. That was very corny. You should just had him do like middle fingers that turn on the fire. Honestly, like uh, uh, what uh, boomerang is who he? That's who he did it to, right? Or was what? it somebody else? Goodbye? No, he yeah, he did, he did it to yeah, he did it to flag. Flag could have just said straight up that was corny. Okay, like yo, bro, I see what you're doing. That don't was, don't write don't write words to me in fire. That was very weak. I was just finished talking to you. Okay, you just say, if you got something to say to me, you say it to me in words. You don't write in fire. Yeah. Okay. I will turn the water on this thing right now. I guess what I'm trying to say. Oh, but this is what I was going to say. Yeah. We go from that to I'll never kill again to him making, getting made fun of by Deadshot, Deadshot to I already lost one family. I'm not going to lose another one. Wait, when did, yeah, wait, that was a turn. When, when did they become family? Well, that was a turn. When did that happen? Y'all did not earn that. You didn't earn that. Were we, were we in the theater supposed to go, mm. It took eight Fast and the Furious movies for that to work. Okay? It took eight of those damn movies for the family thing to make sense. Eight. Uh, and you got one, You got two hours and three minutes, and you turned it around like I already lost one family! No. Check this out. Turns into a skeleton. <laughs> what? Wait, like, What? I don't. So it, what I'm trying to say is the movie that I would have loved to see is that squad, the Suicide Squad, going up against something more terrestrial, something very villainous, but on a ground level. Something that's more David Ayer's speed based off his past. Exactly. And maybe an organized crime that was causing problems for Amanda Waller. Like, we know there's crime taking place in this city. I know it. But some of them are actually allowing us to do things that we need to do. So we need to get rid of some of these players so we can keep the other ones in motion. That's why we're using villains to do this because if you all get caught messing around with this, I'm not claiming it. Bad guys hanging around bad guys. That's all. That's all. But no. What I would have liked to have seen is I would like to have seen DC prioritize storytelling. Prioritize storytelling first. Not visuals. You know, not cool scenes, not cool costumes or stereotypical tropes of people of different ethnicities and saying that it's, you know, diversity. Like, 
Not BET and then yeah. show a crocodile eating a cheeseburger in a oh, sewer, man. looking at a Tech Nine video with girls shaking their butts. Yeah. That's not what I want. What I want you to do is I want you to slow down and take a lesson from your competition. Marvel has been creating this freaking universe for over a decade now. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I believe that's correct. Yeah, when, when, the, when the first Iron Man movie came out. Yeah, they've been creating this universe over time. And they've been putting in the work and putting in and earning the relational capital with their consumers to trust them. And they deliver over and over and over again. And they build off of the last thing they delivered. There's a big difference between someone who's taking their time to build something, succeed, take inventory of what worked and what didn't work, and then build the next thing better and better and better. Eight years, by the way. Okay, eight years. So... What you guys are trying to do is make up for eight years in like three. And then I'm telling you, that's exactly how it felt in Batman v Superman. Now, Batman v Superman, for all of its issues, apparently is a far more cohesive movie, especially on the Blu-ray. Yes. Especially on the Blu-ray. And that, and that, and that even is now starting to become, it's almost like if DC Warner Brothers is a person, it's almost like it's a character issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whenever we ask you to do something, you always do it halfway. Yeah. So we have to come back around and go, okay, you missed this. Yeah. You forgot that. And you go, oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. And then you come back around and then you make it better. And it's like, why didn't you just do that the first time? That's right. What? Like, what? what's the, well, you know, I was trying to rush because, you know what I mean? They are already farther along than me. So I'm trying to catch up with them. It's like, stop worrying about them. Yeah. They earn that. They're on level 10. You're on level three. Like, you can't just get to level 10 in three years. When you ain't took- Harley. You can't take the elevator up. No, nah, you can't take the elevator up and get a, make a music video out of it and then beat up a bunch of putties with a, with a bat and do backflips in the elevator. No, it's no. not going to work. You can't even fit into that Harley Quinn outfit. You ain't even working out. You ain't earned it. I, That's why I said earned. Earned. You ain't earned it. You ain't earned it. And I think that's the bottom line is DC is, is rushing this stuff, rushed production, rushed story, rushed everything to become their reputation. And that's unfortunate because we love DC and we love Marvel and we love image. We love all this stuff. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to like satisfy everybody instead of going, Here's what we're doing. Here's where we're going. Yeah. Either you're with us or you're not. Because we're freaking DC Warner Brothers. We've got 75 years of Batman. We're, we're good. Do you think that we're not going to go watch the next Batman movie? Yeah. If you take your time, you think we're not going to go watch the Superman movie? Yeah, really? Of course. Of course we so, will. So slow down. Yeah. Thank you for the five stars and the positive comments, by uh, the by way. By all means, of course. You know what I mean? Warner Brothers, DC, really we love that. you. Thank and you. We, you know, anytime you want to talk to us about some ideas, we're open. But here's the bottom line is what I'm saying. This one's for, that's not for free. What's well, for free? We'll give you this one for free. <laughs> slow down. Do it right the first time. Uh-huh. It's more important that people have a great experience. They become promoters. You know what I'm saying? You want people to be promoters because there are a lot of people who love DC no matter what you do. And there are people who are going to be flaky about DC. But right now, you're making the people who are diehards flaky. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's, you're making them kind of be like, uh, I don't know. So, yeah, I agree with you. Take I, your time. I think... I think that's what this is about. They, they, they've got to slow down. They have to take their time. They got to 
DC needs to just open up their ears and listen to comic book Junto. I was going to say Sage the Gemini. Oh, okay. Slow down. Grab the wall. Wiggle like you're trying to make your ass fall off. Okay. Okay? That's what I need you to do. But the first part was slow down. Maybe we just stick with the first part? Just the first. That's fine. Okay. Interp- you know what? You take, don't want to give people too much at Take once. any part of this that you want, but pretty much just the first part. All right. That's, slow that's, down. I agree with that. You don't have to grab the wall. Just slow down first. Yeah. That's Let's it. Let's focus on that part. That's right. The wall might be too much. The wall might be. The wall was a little too much in this case. This movie came up against the wall and they really messed it up. Right. And I, you know, it, my last question to you because I'm trying to think through this as I'm saying it. How do you think this affects the DC Universe movies? Where do we go next? I think that it affects it negatively, but not negatively enough that it's going to prevent them from bouncing back. Yeah. I think this is really a situation where. With Batman v Superman, they went out there and they said, yo, you know, we're going to make this movie. And they thought it was great. Yeah. And I'm hoping what happens is, is this just a learning curve that's a hard learning curve that's happening in public. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I hope is happening. Because it seems like when we're looking at Justice League, they're turning that corner and they're going, okay, we hear you. We're learning. We're, we look at Wonder Woman. Okay. All right. It looks like this is coming around. So it, I think that you have to give people grace and mercy. Yes. Did we just sit here and thrash this movie for an hour? Yes. yes. However, comma, dot, dot, dot. Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes that's the most loving thing you can do is let somebody have it and go, look, you're better than this. I still maintain that I had fun. I no, still no, no, maintain. But yeah, there, there is, there's fun stuff to look at. There's fun stuff to see. But at the same time, when you're really looking at what can be done and what should be done at that level, you know, when you're looking at, again, the DC animated movies, we see what you can do. Yeah. We see what you can do. So if you give us the killing joke, we're like, what? You, sure. have, you have access to the same thing that Marvel does. Yeah. You have access to the same thing that anybody else does. Yeah. So... It comes down to what are you going to do with your access? That's right. You're not broke. It's not like you have a limited, you're not, you're limited in IP. You arguably have the greatest character, the most beloved character in Batman. Yeah. You know, like, and you have plenty, plenty of a universe to explore and do things with. I think now what really has to happen is you guys have to take this as an opportunity and go, let's learn from this. Let's make Justice League great again. Let's make it. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Let's make Justice League great. Let's make Wonder Woman great. Yeah. Let's make that rollout good. Let's learn from Batman v Superman. Yeah. Let's learn from Suicide Squad. And you have the benefit of being able to still have the relational, relational capital over the years to be able to go, we'll give you another chance. Because you know we are. Yeah. So Absolutely. don't give us another killing joke. I, I don't give think, us another Suicide Squad. I think Do we're right. I think we're going to get another Suicide Squad. I see a no, Suicide no, no, I'm not Squad. Saying, I'm not saying Suicide Squad. I know what you mean. Too. Like, the, don't give us that caliber. Don't give us that. Give us better than that. Yeah. I think what we will see is a sequel. I had enough fun in this movie. It's like th- this movie for me was a big sloppy ice cream sundae. I'm like, this is not, no artistry. It doesn't even make sense, some of the things you put in here. But the flavors are delicious. But it's all right. And then, like, ice cream. I, I just need you to work on how you compose this. And I also need you to just not put ballroom bliss in every scene. I'd really appreciate that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But 
if for me it was it was sweet enough for me to understand what the intent was. I feel like what DC ended up doing was hiring a guy like David Ayer because they said what we have is the ability to tell these stylish stories from these excellent directors, writers, and we're going to let them just go buck wild on our characters and have a good time. And they got nervous halfway through. They, and I agree. I think they you got gotta, nervous halfway through. You got to commit all the way or don't do it. You ever try to skateboard? Yeah. It's but like, it's but like, like that didn't pan out. But what I'm saying is like when you try to skateboard, like you can't half skateboard. No. You know what I mean? You can't like, like you have to commit or you're going to freaking hurt yourself. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But this is the reason that I'm, th- I'm saying this out loud is because I'm thinking of something else that we're excited about, which is the flash movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're both excited about Rick Famuyiwa because, because Rick Famuyiwa has done good stuff. He made dope. Yes. Dope was amazing. Yes. Here's a director and a writer that we, um, I believe he's a writer. I'm not totally sure, but uh, here's a director that I'm familiar with your work. I've seen what you can do. I like this. I like what you've done. I like the style. I like that. DC, please do not back out of this halfway. Either let him do it or don't let him do it. Or don't let him do it. Like pick one. Either you're going to let him go in here. Like you bring Marco Kugler in to let Michael Kugler, I mean, uh, Ryan Kugler in to let Ryan Kugler do Ryan Kugler. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yes, right. You don't bring him in and say, do your, ah, do I, wait, the, don't, matter of fact, just move out the way. We're just going to put your name on it. Yeah. You know, because then it's like, and that's what it seemed like. Yeah. If you look at David Ayer's past stuff, it's just like, man, what happened here? Yeah. So that is Suicide Squad in that's a nutshell, thoughts. in like a big, messy, what the hell was that nutshell. Um, can I just spend a moment of your time? I want to show you some diagrams here. This is okay. the Showcase Cinema website. This is a detailing Showcase MX 4D motion effects experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm looking at 10 icons right here. Talk to me. These are the things that you can expect from motion effects experience. You got motion. That makes sense. It's in the name. It's in there, yeah. Wind. They're showing me a... Wind. A damn tornado. Water. They show me a damn tornado. Heart. Air blast. That's a person getting air in the Does face. Does it literally say air blast? Water blast. Rumbler. What if you got glasses on? I did. So I did water, get, water get on your thing? Yeah. Like it, off? it like fogged up my specs. That's not cool. Seat popper. Here's the one I want to. <laughs> here's the one I want to take issue with. Seat popper. Okay. I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yawn, but there's a finger coming up from underneath you. All right. The back popper. The leg tickler. Don't you dare. The neck tickler. And here's the one. Scent. Ugh. Octavius. They pumped smells into that theater. What does Killer Croc smell like? B-E-T. <laughs> no, it smelled like fluoride, actually. It smelled like the dentist's office. Oh, man. It was man. whack. It's very bizarre. I don't even know if I had a good time. I just passed out. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know if I had a good time. I'm saying Showcase Cinemas, uh, I've been saying a lot of weird stuff about your chairs. Your chairs are weird. I, w- I want to say I appreciate you listening to the show. Thank you for the five stars. Yes, of course. Thank you for the positive comment. Thank you very much. No, thank you for the seat popper. Mm-hmm. But uh, I appreciate you and what you're doing. So I'm going to share this out maybe through our Instagram so people can feel this. Yeah. Not feel it like I felt it. Maybe the, I was, I'm ready for the experience. I just okay. want it to happen and me not know what's going on. Because <laughs> now I'm going to see it coming. If Adam like, hey, we're in Boston. Want to go to the movies? You're about to take me to the sea popper, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to sneak me into the, sneak, the, the sea popper now. I see it coming. Oh. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, it's funny. Okay. All right. So that's yeah. it. That's it. That's Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, as far as what's coming up next, not sure what one shot we have coming up next, but um, or, uh, you know, we'll let you know. Continue to listen to Comic Book Junto. Listen to our other episodes. Um, the goal is every Thursday to have a new episode out for you, and we try to stick to that as close as possible. And um, we have a lot of plans for new stuff that we're going to be doing in the near future. So that's right. Stay tuned for that. We're going to have a new show coming to you this week, and we're also going to have a very special first time for Octavius and I for Comic Book Junto live show on Saturday, August 20th at Amalgam Comics in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That is at 2 p.m. That is part of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. Yeah. We are excited. We are honored. We're going to have a Junto with the people in the room. Uh, we're hoping that everybody's seen Suicide Squad at that point because we're probably going to be riffing on that again. Cracking jokes. I feel like that one's just going to linger like the scent of a 4DX movie. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. I, I see where you're going with that. Thank you. All right. Why don't you let the people know where they can find you on the internet? You can find me and my complicated opinions on The Joker and Jared Leto on Twitter and on Instagram. You hit me up at Adam Teteris, A-D-A-M. T-E-T-E-R-U-S. It's the same name for both. How about you, Ock? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all those good things with the same John at Octavius A. Newman, O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. Hit me up. Let me know your thoughts. Give me some feedback. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Please do leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on uh, SoundCloud. Over, you can listen to Overcast, Google Play, all that good stuff. By the way, the, the five-star and positive comment, I just want to hop in here really quickly. What that does is it helps new people find us. So when we have more comments, we have more five-star ratings on iTunes, that means more people see Comic Book Junto in their results when they're searching for a podcast. That is awesome. That means more people get to join the Junto, Yes, get to hang with us, hang with you, hang with all of us, mm-hmm. one big family. Uh, and we really appreciate you doing that. So take just a minute of your time, write up a couple of words, even if it's just ripping on man, man, or <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, the putties, the uh, bobblehead, bobble eye putties, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to say, you just pop up in there on iTunes, leave us a comment. Appreciate that guys. So that's it for this episode. We'll see you guys soon until next time. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>